Hi, it's Jason Mudd with Axia Public Relations, your host for On Top of PR. We have a solo cast today, which means it's just you and me. And we're talking about Undercover Boss, how to get your company and boss on Undercover Boss. And we're going to talk about how we help companies get on the show, bosses. We coach them through the process. And once the episode is airing live, uh, and even before that, we help promote the episode through the Power of PR, both before, during, and after it airs. So if this is something you're interested in, or you just want to learn more about Undercover Boss, this is going to be a great episode for you. Welcome to On Top of PR with Jason Mudd, presented by Review Maxer. Welcome to another episode of On Top of PR. I'm your host, Jason Mudd, and I'm excited to talk to you today. We're doing a solo cast, and by solo cast, I mean it's just me and you. We don't have a guest today, and instead, I'm going to talk to you about uh, a topic that's on my mind or a topic I think that would be very interesting between uh, just the two of us. So today, we're talking about Undercover Boss. So the good news is that Undercover Boss has been approved for another season, and my contacts there are telling me that they're currently looking uh, casting and recruiting for a boss to go undercover. We blogged about Undercover Boss a few times on our website, and it is the most popular blog post that we have because so many people are interested in Undercover Boss, both as being consumers, employees, and bosses, as well as marketers who want to see uh, their company participate in the show. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about uh, Undercover Boss, and uh, and we'll see where we go from there. So let's get started. So first of all, as I mentioned, Undercover Boss just got renewed for a new season. And um, I want to kind of set the stage a little bit for you as to what happened. So uh, let's talk about uh, Undercover Boss. So uh, first of all, um, the first step to going on Undercover Boss is obviously having a willing boss, a boss who wants to be on the show. You have to have somebody volunteer to be undercover. And I think that's a big misperception. We get a lot of calls at our PR agency from employees who want to go under, who want to be uh, a featured employee when the boss goes undercover. Uh, we also get inquiries from uh, con- their loved ones who are concerned about the conditions that they're working in or the um, or their loved one's uh, work experience uh, at the company. But what I have to make very clear is that CBS and the producers of Undercover Boss are not in any way looking to make a company look bad. They're looking to get a, uh, a boss who is voluntarily saying, yes, I want to go undercover. And then two, they're going on location to help that boss have an undercover experience and also create an entertaining experience for the viewers. So uh, there's no gotcha. There's no surprise. There's no suddenly a camera shows up at a retail store and the boss doesn't realize. So if you watch the show, you 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 clearly get that the boss has agreed to go undercover and uh, they're attempting to help the boss learn more about their company. So let's just talk about this for a minute. Uh, the first thing is uh, the screening. So if you're a boss that's interested, you'll typically have a casting interview by the vice president of casting and talent relations, or maybe uh, a director of casting and talent relations. Uh, there'll also be a supervising casting uh, producer likely on this screening call. Uh, and the first step is to make sure the company being considered uh, is agreeable to the basic expectations and the minimum requirements that CN, uh, excuse me, CBS has for the undercover boss format. So let's talk about these flexible requirements uh, because they are flexible, but they're a pretty good 
you know, finger on the pulse of what they're looking for. And if you deviate too far from them, you're going to get a no. So uh, the company must have about a thousand employees, preferably more, but less is still going to be okay uh, if other criteria are being met. They're also looking for the company to be earning uh, 250 million in revenue or more. And of course, more is preferred, just like more employees is preferred and more revenue, more locations, more prominence uh, on for the national audience of CBS is preferred. But again, they're willing to make, um, uh, they're willing to make exceptions and be flexible as they're going through the process. So also the uh, participating undercover boss must be a C-level executive or near it. Uh, basically, the higher ranking the boss is, the more preferred they have it, whether it's the founder, the chairman, the CEO, um, or the COO or something like that. Uh, but they'll consider a, a, an SVP or a VP as long as that person is high ranking and empowered enough to make decisions in the field and to influence and change company policy and procedure. Uh, the other thing that's important as far as the flexible requirements go is the filming and production process requires about eight to 10 days of the boss's time. And some bosses just can't afford to be out of the office uh, that long. And by the way, it's not like an eight to 10 half uh, day. It is a long eight to 10 days of filming and, and whatnot. So an eight hour day for those eight to 10 days is the minimum. I'll be honest with you. It's typically maybe a 10, 12 or even 14 hour uh, day for the boss. And that may or may not include the traveling to get to and from the cities uh, where the show is being shot in that particular uh, day. And so reality is you could have a um, 6 or 7 a.m. call, which is the time that the shooting starts or you need to be on the on the set or on location. And then when you finish your shooting uh, at the end of the day, which might be as late as, you know, um, mid to late afternoon. Uh, and then you might be getting on a plane and flying to the next destination. So uh, it's a long day. That's what uh, all the bosses have reported back to me and what the producers tell us also. And at the end of the program, as you know, is the reward segment, which is the most popular part. And the feature company must give back again under those flexible requirements about $200,000 or more preferred and total rewards up to as many as five employees. Uh, now, I've watched the show and, and, and knowing that information, I've done a little math to see what the value is at the end. And not all bosses give that $200,000 but they would really like you to be agreeable to that being the minimum number when you go on to the show, when you opt into the show. And I will tell you that um, uh, their feedback and in my experience is most of the time the boss has comes to the table with that quarter million dollar budget or $200,000 and they end up spending even more because they're just emotionally wrapped up in the stories of the employees that they shadowed and experienced during that time. So keep in mind that that $200,000 is not the lowest end, but you may feel inclined to give more uh, and you may want to budget more going in or budget for that number and know that there might be some flexibility. So that's kind of the first stage is the screening where they really want to reemphasize these criteria with you and make sure you meet them and that you understand the scenario. Uh, stage two um, 
is uh, what I'm going to call Showtime. And with Showtime, uh, after the initial casting phone call, if you're selected to move on, the casting producers and a camera crew or camera person will fly to the undercover boss to be's office location and do a sizzle reel. And a sizzle reel is a short kind of fast paced video that serves as an introduction to the undercover boss that is used for CBS executives to review and then is later used as part of the bio section of uh, introducing the undercover boss on the actual episode where that boss might appear. Um, so this requires, in order to get that sizzle reel, it requires an on-site interview for about 90 minutes. Um, and then again, that, that sizzle reel is then edited down and, and submitted to CBS. And ultimately, and this is important to know, CBS has the final decision on who is selected to be the boss. It's not undercover boss, the show producers. Uh, it's truly CBS who sees kind of the, the candidates that are presented from the production company. And then CBS gives a thumbs up or thumbs down from there. Uh, for the sizzle reel, the producers really like to put together childhood and family photos of the undercover boss to tell his or her backstory. Uh, the, they value participants with a compelling backstory and will use photos to help tell that story. So you might see uh, on an episode when they first introduce the boss, they show pictures of the grandparents and the parents and the, the boss growing up and who his or her um you know, family members were and, and maybe ideally perhaps the struggle and odds that they had to overcome to be successful in business and in life. Um, those same photos, uh, again, will be used in the introductory sequence for the undercover boss during the first scene of the show. Um, another frequent question people ask is, does it cost to participate? There is no fee to participate other than, again, giving back that reward segment at the end of the show and the, and the boss's time and maybe his, some of his staff time uh, and employees time to be on camera. Uh, but there's no required media buy. There's no sponsorship participation. You're not charging any production fees or other uh, participation expectations. The featured company's only financial responsibility is the reward money given to participating employees at the end of the episode. Now, of course, CBS sells its own advertising and some undercover companies opt to buy some advertising during the program to thank the viewers, to thank their employees, to thank CBS for the opportunity. But that is absolutely voluntarily. It's certainly not required. It's not even suggested or recommended. You won't even hear from a sales rep uh, who is trying to sell you that inventory. Uh, and that means that everything the company shells out uh, over the course of undercover boss experience goes straight back into its own workforce because the money is just for the rewards uh, segment. Um, now let's talk about the timeline. Uh, the production team spends uh, one to three days with the executive at their home, in their office, with their family and capturing his or her life story. This also includes formulating, formulating the, the disguise and the undercover process for, you know, hair and makeup and, and the costume. Uh, you know, those days must be shot consecutively. Uh, then the undercover boss must work five different jobs over five consecutive days. Um, this may or may not include travel to and from the job sites, but you can typically count on being in the field working five different jobs, um, you know, one per day, typically over five consecutive days. You're listening to On Top of PR with your host, Jason Mudd. Jason is a trusted advisor to some of America's most admired and fastest growing brands. 
He is the managing partner at Axia Public Relations, a PR agency that guides news, social, and web strategies for national companies. And now, back to the show. Now, let's talk about the location and the assignment. Uh, The job sites may include retail stores, offices, branches, warehouses. You've probably seen call centers, manufacturing plants, distribution centers, and it might even be on a customer's or vendor's premises. So if you're a home services company and you're visiting people's homes to provide services to them, whether it's repairs or installations or service calls, um, but if you're a B2B company, a business-to-business company, you may be calling on other companies or going to company events or uh, companies' locations. So uh, that's a really good background there. Let's talk for a minute about how does Undercover Boss select the companies to work with. This is where it starts to get a little bit proprietary to their uh, formula, but I will just tell you that... um, uh, you know, your company has a little bit of input, especially up front on where those locations might be. But if you opt to not have a direction for that, they will just take a direction. And so it's often good to kind of think ahead of time of where you might want to be and where you might not want to go and then offer and recommend some of those locations to uh, the producers. Um, and so we can talk more about that. Um, but I will tell you, um, the company's human resources department is often fully aware ahead of time of which um, employees will be participating. Uh, But that information is normally and should always be kept from the boss participants just to keep that distance and keep the integrity of the show. Um, But human resources is going to know where you're going. So obviously they can alert the local location that it's happening, that it's sanctioned um, and, and kind of set some guidelines for participating. But that, those on-site employees have no idea that it's undercover boss. And that's the whole reason of the show is for it to be a surprise for everybody. So it's an authentic experience and they have ways of kind of creating a ruse around that. Um, and, uh, and it works out very well. So, um, the other thing is, as I mentioned, CBS has full control. It's very clear that CBS has significant involvement and decision-making authority calling all the shots as to which companies are selected which undercover representatives are selected and which sites and employees are used for uh, the uh, shadowing process. So I will also tell you that, uh, especially in the current environment, but even for the last several years, diversity is important to undercover boss. The producers like CEOs, executives, employees who represent diverse ethnicities, uh, as well as diverse uh, and companies from diverse industries. They're also looking obviously to just to be very candid, to stay away from the stereotypical uh, white male executive and to look towards younger executives, uh, female executives, executives with, um, you know, some ethnicity, uh, maybe even executives who are not, um, you know, from the United States or are maybe a first generation uh, American looking to get that coveted American dream. Um, Other requirements for the program include that the company must be headquartered in the United States And uh, I'm sure if you're a major brand and undercover boss, uh, you know, um, run, uh, if you're a major brand um, and you your domestic headquarters are outside or your your headquarters are outside the U.S., you know, they may be willing to talk to that, talk to you about that as long as you're a household name. Um, But, uh, you know, somewhat unexpectedly, they are interested in financial services companies. 
Uh, other business reality TV shows tend to stay away from uh, financial services because they stereotypically believe that financial services companies are less interesting, more technical and less appealing to the viewers at home. Uh, you know, I have a different opinion about that. I enjoy financial services companies, but, you know, uh, they're just trying to keep it entertaining. It is about ratings and ratings drive advertising. And so it's important that it's relative to and relevant to the audience at home and makes them want to want to watch. So, um Obviously, Undercover Boss um, opens the door to a whole new crowd of businesses to share in the kind of publicity and appearance on the show might create. Um, and speaking of, let's talk about why you would probably want to do Undercover Boss. Uh, to be candid, many companies uh, initially get involved in Undercover Boss because they see it as an amazing branding opportunity uh, and the widespread visibility that comes with being uh, televised nationally during prime time on a major television network. And you don't have to pay for that exposure, uh, except for what the bosses pay out at the end of the show and rewards to the employees, which is going to be much less money than what CBS charges for, say, two 30 second spots during the show. So if you think about that uh, for a minute in terms of visibility and bang for your buck, it is significant uh, that you would get maybe eight million viewers watching your uh, you know, 40 minute, 42, 45 minute TV show uh, for the same cost or less of just having two 30 second television spots during that show. So a lot of visibility, a lot of bang for your buck. Uh, but but here's the thing. Uh, the other reason you want to do Undercover Boss is because coming into it, you might be just saying, what a fantastic opportunity to tell our story and the visibility and the platform will create for us. And um, while that's an exciting part about it, the companies really see and use this as an opportunity uh, more as a way to gain insight into the company's operations and customer relations, not to mention employee relations. Um, and so this is a unique change or chance, excuse me, for higher ups to get truly candid and completely and, and get complete, honest feedback from the people on the front lines in their company in a way that they would never be able to get from being behind their desks. So, um, so it really is when people go on Undercover Boss, the number one reason they want to do it is for the visibility oftentimes. Uh, but the the happy accident is they become so aware and gain emotional intelligence about what's happening in the field as the primary takeaway. They say, I got more out of it um, myself than I gave. Um, and they also really sense a, a closer connection to the needs and environment uh, in the workplace. But the third reason uh, that uh, people go on Undercover Boss and the one that the producers are really looking for you to express is what are you looking to improve in your operations? What do you hope to learn from this experience by going on Undercover Boss? And so examples might be that we just rolled out a new point of sale system. Uh, we just rolled out a new policy that allows for X, Y, and Z. We have new security measures in place. We want to make sure they're being followed. Um, we have new safety procedures. Uh, we have a new delivery system. I want to make sure it's working. So uh, undercover boss producers really want to hear what's changing at your organization that you're hoping to test and see live uh, in the organization during um, your uh, episode. Uh, let's see. And so... Um, and then ultimately, as I mentioned, why you'll say you're glad you did Undercover Boss. According to the producers and my experience, the real outcome and true benefit of participating uh, explained by past Undercover Bosses is the ability to give back and make a difference in the lives of their employees who are their most important asset and create a competitive advantage for the company. So 
Um, let's talk about the reward segment one more time. Uh, the featured company must not only meet the eligibility requirements and be willing to give up of its time, it must also commit to this reward portion of the show. And it's in the ending of each episode where the undercover boss reveals himself or herself to the featured employees or uh, the shadowed employees with whom, you know, uh, she or he worked and offers them financial rewards to help them in their personal situations. As you know, from watching the show, this might include a scholarship a promotion, a raise or a bonus. Um, in some cases, the undercover boss uh, has given a car, a house, assistance with medical bills or assistance with a loved one who has medical conditions. They've given away a vacation, a kid's college fund, a retirement fund. Uh, but it's not just about budgeting the money for the reward. Often the undercover bosses get deeply emotionally involved and desire to give even more than they had originally planned. Uh, they connect with the employee on a whole new level um, and the employees in general and value the experience of doing things for those associates in need. And often you're finding untapped potential in the market where you can promote somebody or move somebody into a new role, award them a franchise, promote them to a manager. And the bosses just say they end up just making friends with some really good quality people uh, within their organization. So uh, look, when it comes to getting media attention for our clients, uh, Axia, I'd like to think we're among one of the best in the business. We try to focus on being a first class PR firm. And that's one of the reasons why we specialize in media relations. So if you're thinking you want to join the ranks of undercover boss um, or perhaps even have us help you do it as more of a private experiment where uh, it's not being televised, I think we can help you with that. Um, and so we help companies get their bosses on the show. Unfortunately, we we don't help, um, you know, uh, employees get featured or shadowed on the show. Um if you have influence in your company and you want to introduce your boss to this uh, solo cast or you want to talk to your boss about uh, getting on the show, do that. But keep it a closely held secret. Don't tell everybody that you're talking to the boss about it. Encourage the boss to keep it quiet and talk about it you know, amongst yourselves a little bit. And then contact me. I'd be happy to give you a consultation on on how it all works and see if I can give you more background information. Uh, there's a lot to think about. There's definitely pros. There's definitely cons. Uh, but most people report back to me that they're so pleased they did it and they would do it again and actually have asked and requested that they could do it again. So that's a good overview about Undercover Boss. I would say if you have questions, uh, leave them in the comments. Let me know what questions you have. I'd be happy to answer them and talk to you about um, uh, you know, our, our recommendations and I'll record another episode um, answering those questions for you as well. So thanks for watching today. I hope this was beneficial and helpful to you. And again, if you want to explore Undercover Boss, contact me. Uh, my email address is jmudd at axiapr.com. That's jmud at axiapr.com. And just remember, keep it as private and confidential as possible because the last thing you want is a lot of people knowing that the boss is considering Undercover Boss because that ruins the whole point of the show. Uh, it truly should be a surprise uh, reveal to everybody. And the boss is only going to get the absolute best feedback and experience if no one really knows who he is while he's going through that process. Uh, one more thing that I forgot to mention. I've had bosses tell me, there's no way I could go undercover. Uh, my employees will recognize me. I'm highly visible. I have a unique voice, a unique look, a unique accent, unique uh, mannerisms. Truly, I will tell you, Hollywood knows what it's doing. They know how to do the best with makeup and hair, et cetera. 
Uh, as you've seen in the Mission Impossible movies, they can probably even do a voice changer. But the reality is, I will give you anecdotal evidence that there was an episode where a father who was the boss was sitting across from the picnic bench with his son, who he was shadowing or who just happened to come over during the episode recording. The boss is staying undercover and the son didn't even realize it. Now, we all know there's good actors and bad actors in life. And so some bosses are better at this than others. But I think that you'll be OK um, with the uh, with the bosses, uh, not with your boss, not getting recognized. We'll talk through it a little bit. We'll let you ask as many questions as you want. We'll talk through the pros and cons. Uh, but we've addressed all of these challenges before with our clients who have been on the show. And I can tell you about their experience. I can tell you about their takeaways, what their concerns were going in and how they were, uh, you know, they ended up not being relevant or how we address them for them. But I will tell you that it's not every not every company is going to be picked. Not every company that meets the criteria is going to be picked. Uh, they're looking for personality. They're looking for diversity and all the things I mentioned earlier. And so just because you get picked to do a casting call doesn't mean you're going to be a finalist. Um, but we can walk you through that process and prepare you as much as possible so you have the best experience uh, auditioning and you have the best experience going through um, the uh, going through the show, the recording and promoting your episode once it appears as we've done for other companies. So thanks again for listening. Uh, if you have any requests or topics you want to hear from us, please contact me through social media or email or Axia and request a topic you would like us to record another episode on. Again, thanks for watching. This has been On Top of PR with Jason Mudd. I'm your host, Jason Mudd from Axia Public Relations. Be well. This has been On Top of PR with Jason Mudd, presented by Review Maxer.